Bob, 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 With the lag that we've been getting, I don't think it's ever going to happen again with uh, acapella. Yeah, no, I'll edit it together. It'll be smooth as eggs, boys. Oh, smooth okay, as good. eggs. How arrogant of you, Robert, to go into yeah. your own self acapella. I don't like how... Plus, I mean... Plus, this episode's coming out on Saturday, so I've got some time to edit this one because yeah. uh, yeah. you, may, you may be noticing your boys are a bit late this week, and yeah. you can you can blame it on Daddy. It's Daddy's fault. <laughs> Daddy had to turn the car around and record on a Friday night. <laughs> I mean, because, I mean, hey, listen, um, if it's if you guys are cool with it and you're cool with it, Brent, we could just release on Saturdays, and that would give you way more time to edit. I mean, I guess, but then it also means I have to edit on my day off. So, like, yeah, that no, I, I like it. Yeah, I, I like doing it on Friday. It's just. I'll, I'll let you guys I'll park the kimono for a second for everyone take a little <laughs> peek behind the curtain August is a rough month for me work wise um, I mean I know some of you guys know that like me and Bobby are video editors but I also as a part of this weird job that we have like I also like <laughs> run a business for my boss that happens to be extremely busy in August Oh yeah, and yeah. so it's been yes. a bit of a, a, a nightmare hellscape liminal space that I've been existing in within uh, the poster office it yeah. is that I cannot liminal, escape, and so liminal space in there, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> well, and I think like part of it is you know we got used to the weird off year with COVID, and now it's like full throttle. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm back in the saddle again. Get back to work. The economy's <laughs> open again. <laughs> so yeah, it's been kind of a nightmare for me. So I had to cancel at the last minute yesterday. <laughs> Some dude pulls a big lever and like a bunch of steam vents like go. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I kind of have exactly. a little bit of FOMO because, um, you know, Jack canceled on Wednesday. Brent canceled yesterday. Uh, I know. I Bobby I'm, didn't cancel today. What the well, heck? Well, it, hey, it's not too late to cancel. Um, I yeah. think. <laughs> we'll see how this podcast goes. Maybe halfway through, Bobby will cancel. We'll, I think I'm just going to cancel now. Why am I oh. a horse? <laughs> I don't know. I'm Riding making full sounds. horse. Huh. <laughs> huh. All right. Um, I'm going to go get a sock for my microphone. Because uh, oh, fun. I need a boom mic. Yeah, I don't have any with me. <laughs> That's cool. Oh, well, you're doing that. I'm going to go grab a Sodi. Yeah, do that. And while they're doing that, I'm just going to do some uh, some freestyle poetry for you guys. So, so, cedar, pine, outside of my mind, the wood snaps, crackle, slap. Snap, this crackle, is pop. the story of the global warming. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, could hear, I could hear Brent that whole time. Um, Free associating uh, for a second there. So don't mind me. Don't mind me. That all stays. Oh, man. Uh, what's up, That's gold. Bogglers? That's gold. I know. Now let's yeah. actually back. get to the actual business. The content. That spicy, juicy content that the you stuff crave. That you pay mm, for give me more your mm, time. Mm, let's, I want it. Uh, <laughs> Daddy made you some content open wide. <laughs> Should we um, introduce ourselves? Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's 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 do that. And we haven't done that in a minute. No, we have. I don't even remember how to do it. Who wants to go first? Um, uh, I forget what I was gonna do. So not me. I'm your. Uh, let's go with Juicy J, Jack. Mm, juicy um, J's emoji style or OJ style even oh hell oh. Um, I am your build to last Brent last I don't know because oh. maybe okay. 
Maybe we're being built the last year. I don't know. We'll okay, find out. We'll talk about it. All right. I got, I got a good one. <clears throat> I am your battery operated B. Bobby. Beep boop. Mm, nice. Squeep squomp. Better be careful, Bobby. Those lithium items might have some have some uh, thermal runaway. You might burst into flames. Oh, no. Look out. <laughs> hey, that's only happened a few Ooh. times, Brent. Just a few. <laughs> don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> But, uh, uh, yeah, um, un- uh, unfortunately, uh, fortunately, uh, this hasn't uh, happened uh, for our topic as far as I know, uh, as far oh, as... Well, crisis averted. No need to worry. Oh, we got a stream today. As far as I, I could... Um, hold on. I, I uh, lied. This is premature. Oh, it's on. Oh, I have to bring my notes to the other side. Okay, there we go. You know, I think I'm gonna have a coffee every time we record before because dude, mm. a little pick me up, a little. Yeah, uh, dude, I'm really feeling it today. Uh, you feeling juiced? Feeling amped? I'm feeling bring juiced. Juice. Okay. And maybe I should also like be frantically running from work to get home and quickly <laughs> get set up before a podcast and have a laptop freeze and take 15 minutes to restart. Cause that mm. it's got me, got my blood pressure up also. <laughs> yeah, just like uh, that, that cold brew's got him. Like, uh, yes, it's cold got lights like. got him. Like, <laughs> all right, boys. Oops. Oops. Whoa. Oh, Whoa. it's Victor. All right, cyborg <laughs> artists, boys. This is what we're talking about today. We're talking about cyborg art. We're talking cyborg. about interesting. We're not talking yeah. about the Borg at all. Uh, from Star Trek, unfortunately. Uh, um, I was looking forward to an easy meme this week. Um, no, so... We so uh, used to one we already did like a while back. Yeah. <laughs> no, unfortunately... Well, I mean, you could... Let's I be mean, real, I don't do memes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 we're kind of slacking on that shit recently. Uh, it's alright, it's alright. Um, but, uh, Cyborg. So, normally when you think of Cyborg, you think of, you know, I, I you think of uh, uh, as Bobby point out, Victor, um, who is a uh, who is a DC Comics character, most notably from the Teen Titans. Yeah, uh, for at least for my childhood, I I remember him from the Teen Titans TV show, mostly. And most notably for me, uh, taking up all of Google Images searches uh, results when you search <laughs> cyborg, but when you're just trying to find a generic cyborg for a meme that you're trying to make, and it's really <laughs> annoying. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's a uh, he's probably the most popular uh, uh, cyborg-like character. He's mostly... Mm. Um, it's funny, because sometimes he's, like, only his face. And sometimes mm. he's got, like... He's got, like fleshy bits in his chest as well and stuff yeah like uh, the i know the justice league version of him he's uh i think he's like almost all uh robot yeah he's like his, like heart and his are head. we talking the schneider cut the snyder cut he looks yep, the, the same cut in both of them but he's a bit yeah the schneider oops i keep doing that the schneider cut um the schneider cut was uh He's bigger, bigger part in it. The Snyder Cut was pretty mm. good, honestly. Yeah, honestly, it was really good. Uh, Long, and I think that they made Victor Stone good. have a much bigger role. Yeah, and it was nice. Yeah, he was cool. Um, but we are uh, uh, not really going to be. We're we're human. Humanity is not really advanced um, to this uh, point 
uh, yet. So, uh, where did we get the concept of a cyborg? Now we get to go to this, uh, this general, uh, man. Uh, the word is a combination, obviously, of cybernetic and organic cyborg. Um, and the term originates from Manfred E. Kleins and Nathan S. Klein. Uh, different names, C-L-Y-N-E-S and K-L-I-N-E, um, who are just working together. Um, they, it's funny, uh, it's funny, I actually, fun for them. <laughs> I actually had no idea that the cyborg, the org and cyborg was organic and I feel really dumb for not seeing that before. It's kind of hidden in there a little bit because you kind of- Borg, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see it as, yeah, yeah you see it as that. Nice. Cyborg. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't see yeah. it as cyborg. Um, Borgs have layers. Yeah, but mm -hmm. um, <laughs> cyborg. I love that. Seminal text Shrek coming in in the clutch again. <laughs> yeah, dude. I, um, did you know that Shrek is a book originally? No way. And what? like, yeah, it's what? like a, it's like a it's like a children's book originally, and uh, and um, he Shrek like breathes fire and has parents, <laughs> and um, oh fun. And the when the TV when the TV when the movie was coming out, the author was like, oh dude, um, this movie is gonna ruin Shrek's image. But then when he <laughs> saw when he saw the movie, he was like, nah, actually they they stayed true. They stayed true to Shrek. Dude, it's totally a book. Yeah, it's weird. It's very strange. But like, it's weird. Did you, dude. I have a fun fact about the movie Shrek. Oh did yeah, you, you want you want to hear it? Yes. Did please. you know that the original cut of the movie was made to uh, Mike Myers doing a Canadian accent instead of the Scottish accent, and then they decided it kind of sucked. So they had to spend four million dollars to redo all of his audio and like, re like reanimate the parts to the new awesome. takes. No way. With him with the Scottish accent, yes. You're not That's screwing with us. No, not at all. That's totally a fact. That's about really the movie Shrek. It, can that? Can there please be a re-release of the Canadian version? <laughs> because I oh, really I want to see it see so that. bad. I, I I can't even imagine like what that looks like or I sounds know, like. The Scottish the, is like, so iconic. <laughs> Like, yeah, oh, ogres have layers, eh? <laughs> yeah, it's like, what? Onions <laughs> so have layers. Weird. Yeah, I don't even, I don't, that's so goofy. Um, that's just a cursed, cursed <laughs> thought. Like, I do not want to explore it any further. But, um, yeah, speaking of, of artists, um, or, or should I say, not artists, should I say authors, uh, mm. the... Uh, concept of a, a, a oh, I, I didn't even finish my original thought. So the uh, uh, Klein and Kleins, uh, who first used, who first originated the term cyborg, used it in the 1960s, um, specifically specifically meant to describe an augmented person who could uh, do extraterrestrial uh, exploration. Um, however, the concept of a person being part man, part machine can be traced. Uh, I mean, it can be d depending on how loose of a definition you want it to be, if you want it to just be prosthesis, but a, um, a good, a good sort of point that people look at is an 1843 short story by none other than 
Edgar Allan Poe uh, oh. called The Man That Was Used Up. And uh, this is a lot of people believe that this Civil War general to be the, uh, the titular man that was used up. Um, but in that story, he is a, uh, he's a war general who, who is, is this, uh, he's talked about being a great specimen of a man and the narrator goes and visits him at his house and figures and sees, um, like just pieces all strewn about the floor. And then a servant comes and puts him together. Um, and it's like a commentary on like the war he he had fought in all these previous wars and war used everything up like all like all the parts of his body and everything you know um but metaphorically he was or like he was metaphorically literally. and literally the okay. the 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 man comprised of prosthesis was uh was uh you know a metaphor for uh you know, it's 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 a literary device, as they like. As he they was would like say. something was taken from him each and every battle. Yeah, I mean, as far as Literally the story, everything. as far as the story is concerned, he was he was actually made up of pieces. But like, he was he 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 is notably like, it's not just you know he's not just some some poor crippled, you know, scarred man. He's he's like a perfect guy. Um, so he's been augmented by all these like, uh, machine sort of uh parts um so that's sort of where uh a lot of people sort of mark that as like this is a uh, you know this is a significant you know point in human thinking or whatever um which uh brings us to the sort of next idea tied into uh <laughs> tied into wait this. why is that ben on the left dude don't say it ben absolutely is, is ben <laughs> it's exactly like ben um, which brings oh, and he this- would wear like a weird feather thing on his head, <laughs> wouldn't he? Oh my god, we have to send that to Ben because it's like actually him. Like that's scary. Yeah, that's anyway. pretty good. Yeah, um, yeah. So this brings us into the sort of modern day, uh, one of the modern day concept of of uh, cyborgs, which is sort of anarcho primitivism versus transhuman transhumanism. Um, so transhumanism is the thought that we should. Um, sort of combine with technology to transcend the current humanly uh body uh and um the anarcho primitivist believes that um that the advancement of technology has sort of created a uh uh inherent inequality within the uh within the uh class system the 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 class and specialization of it it's kind of like a luddite sort of situation. Yeah, yeah. A little bit. It, it gets it gets memed to like you know we must return to monkey, um, <laughs> you know, and be like mm-hmm. and be like and prims be like and prims will introduce you to an orangutan and be like yo this is my dad, um, <laughs> and, um, and so like a lot of like there's a, there's a lot of a lot of memes about about the uh, about transhumanism versus uh, anarcho primitivism. Um, and I don't, uh, you know, I do friends will, friends will say, friends will say that I don't, you know, I really hate Anne Prim. Uh, I think anarcho primitivism, Mm -hmm. primitivism is like the stupidest belief ever. Um, that being said, you know, I don't necessarily believe with transhumanism, 
Um, however, fair. It is a very uh, uh, these the this specific group of people that we're going to talk about is uh, make a very interesting sort of uh, points uh, about it. Um, so, <laughs> I love the side point of just can't get laid. <laughs> yeah, can't get laid, dude. dude <laughs> the, the, tra- the Chad transhumanist can get laid anytime in VR. And if you guys, if you guys yeah. want to see this epic meme, that maybe you can just use this as the meme, maybe. If you ever want to see these yeah. epic memes and the yeah, rest I mean. of the images that we're looking at, you can go to the uh, brainbogglepodcast.com where we have the blog where you'll be able to I see. I mean, honestly, this is a pretty easy meme. Just slap yeah. our faces <laughs> on that bad boy and boom. Yeah, just yeah. put, put boom. Ben's face meme on there. Yeah, let's put Ben's face on left guy. <laughs> you have to ask Ben, obviously. Sorry, Ben, you're in the meme this week. <laughs> uh, feels the uh, pleasure of one trillion shots of heroin per second. I love that one because this is what I talk about when I one of my one of one of my points that I bring up when I would talk about like uh, uh, we talked about. Um, uh, not Cyberlink. What is it called? What's his stupid brain thing called? Neuralink. Oh, Neuralink. Oh, Neuralink. Yeah. <laughs> when we were talking about Neuralink, I was like, you can program. <laughs> yeah, you like... know, like your Wi-Fi hotspot, Cyberlink. <laughs> um, can you imagine if Elon Musk was like, I've invented Cyberlink, and he, they were like, Whoa. he's like, what is Cyberlink? Wi-Fi? This what? <laughs> um, I was like, you could make a freaking a uh, computer program that like simulates drugs you could run it all the time anyway um yeah so we're specifically going to talk about a specific branch of transhumanism called uh cyborg art and sort oh. of the foremost figure in the cyborg art scene uh is neil harbison uh this is neil uh here uh <laughs> Uh, he's um, a very, a very nice bowl haircut. Yeah, mm. you know, aside mm. from his bad haircut, you know, not an ugly guy. Kind of handsome. No, dude. he's pretty I handsome. We'll say, we'll say, we got a very handsome. Guy. I mean, it feels like a. It definitely feels like it's, he's. It's a choice. He's going. This is a vibe he's trying to no, go no, for. He, whatever this bowl cut vibe is, you he's going for some kind of anglerfish vibe here. All will be explained <laughs> in 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 okay, a, okay. In, in in due time. Uh, okay. So this is Neil Harbison. He was born in 1984 in the country of uh, Spain, and he lived there until he was 19, and then he moved to England where he attended a, an art school to get a degree in music. Uh, while he was there, he did attend. Uh, he did take um, as as any you know art degree. You need you know you have to take a general. Uh, degree of a, a general range of arts um, so he had to take like drawing and painting classes and in those classes he would get specific uh, permission yeah sort of I, I forget what it's called like when you have um, you know like you go to the you go to the center for the students with disabilities at your school and they give you you know you get like 15 extra minutes to take a test or whatever um, they would let him do all of his artwork in black and white because he was born with a total lack of vision uh, in terms of color. That was the weirdest way to say it. He he, he can't see color at all. He sees <laughs> he was in, like completely yeah. colorblind. Yeah, he's colorblind in the way that if you told a child, you know, I'm colorblind, they would be like, whoa, you can't see in black. You, can, you only see in black and white. He only sees in black and white. Um, Interesting. Yeah. 
So, um, in 2004, 2003 is when he started developing this antenna, but he actually got it installed in 2004. Um, notedly, it says it was re- he was rejected by numerous ethical committees um, until it was finally installed by an anonymous doctor. Uh, it was attached to his occipital bone, which is a bone in the skull. If you look at the picture, it's like at the upper back part of your skull. Um, and it has os- osseoified, ossified, osteified, mm-hmm. um, which means it essentially means that the antenna is fused to his bone, um, which in legal, oh which, which in legal medical terms means that that is a part of him and that is taller. His his height is the height of the antenna. Um, uh! his, legal, his legal height. Uh, so you're saying um, if I put a half inch like nub on top of my head, I can <laughs> officially say that I'm actually six feet tall because I'm it, technically like five eleven and a half. <laughs> I, 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 well, Brent, all you got to do is hit your head with a pan, and then it'll go. Just get a oh, nice bump. Even better. I mean, I didn't look too far into. Um, I didn't look too far into the legal definitions of certain things. There are some weird like where I tried to look, and I was like. I was like, I don't really care to look through the legal jargon to figure this out. Um, that's fine. There, because there, it still says I'm six feet on my license, so that's all that matters, baby. <laughs> Dude, in I'm the five, eyes of the law, I'm five eleven. It says I'm five nine on my license. <laughs> um, what? Yeah, because what? I was, dude. Because I was just wrong. I just didn't know my height when I when <laughs> I, they just ask you. They at the DMV, they just ask you what your height is. Um, yeah, you're definitely taller than me, and I'm like almost five nine. <laughs> yeah, no way we're the same height. Yeah, but this guy, yeah, I mean, yeah. Jack are about the same height. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I think Brent is a little. You guys taller. are tall boys, I guess. Yeah, we're, we're yeah. It, it's hard. I feel like crack we're open a nice tall boy. Height. I, I like I said, I got that half inch on you. <laughs> yeah, Brent's got the nub. Brent's got the nub. <laughs> um, probably by the same. Brent knows the anonymous doctor actually. That that did this. Yeah, um, they, they they got the same. They got the, I'm the doctor. I'm they the got doctor. the same <laughs> antenna nub guy. <laughs> um, now, so it's fused to his brain. Brain his, his not his brain. It's fused to his his skull. Um, so he is the first person to be officially recognized by a country as a cyborg. Um, his, his UK passport photo has his antenna and his headphones in it. And in the UK, you cannot have any sort of device or anything obscuring your person at all. I like in the, in the U S I had to, I can't even wear my glasses in my passport photo. Um, like Mm. there was, there was one time when I was going, uh, on a school trip, um, I submitted a, a a photo that had my glasses on, and it got rejected because they were like, "No, you can't be wearing your glasses." Um, but so this guy had his freaking mm. headphones and his antenna, and it's legally um a part of him. Uh, so, so I have a question. Uh, so, what does this do? Like, well, I'm assuming it makes him see color. I'm glad you asked, Bobby. Um, <laughs> it does not make him see color. What? Hmm. What's what the al- point? What it allows him to do is uh that's his partner Moon Moon Rebass. Um hold on, I'll come back to that. Oh, I love Moon Rebass. Um 
Where are we? There we go. What it allows him to do is feel <laughs> like color. a little drawing has the bowl cut too. Yeah, dude, that's him. It's because he's the only dude in the world who has this thing. So it, like this diagram is so specific to him, so you might as well use him. So what yeah. this device lets him do is it lets him feel colors. So it has a uh, an artificial eye, a sensor that senses the color of whatever he's looking at, and it sends vibrations to the base of his skull uh, that he can feel. Uh, and so this is the spectrum of color as it relates to the spectrum of sound that he hears. Um, so oh. reds are a low Fs, uh, and um, ultraviolets and magentas and purples are very are very high high uh, frequencies. Um, and so there's like musical sounds. Uh or, no no they're like they're like it's like tones it's like eh, eh, uh, like that's literally what it sounds like eh, 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 yeah I mean they're I mean like they're notes in the sense of like you know every sound is technically a note you know what I mean right yeah, yeah. Well, I, I could see why you would think that because like this the, the chart shows like you know like fa then like yeah fa la ti do Ray, mm -hmm. me, you know, sorry, and then like the sharps and whatever in between. So interesting. That is so yeah. cool. That is cool. So if you looked oh at the God. rainbow, if you looked at a rainbow, would it be like la 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 la? Yeah, yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So, so he, uh, his antenna also gives him a Wi-Fi connection, so he can he can over the internet receive receive images and sounds and he has um he does uh live shows where he will um get an image sent to him from an audience like that's in a theater down the street and he'll paint the image or um something that he does uh that we see here is um uh well uh, first okay well first let me explain something else uh so his 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 he wore it for um uh, a while uh, and uh, about eight or nine months he said until um, he started to uh, develop uh, favorite colors um, and he said that it was particularly hard to have to he had to memorize the names of colors to the notes of these sounds or the feelings of these sounds uh, uh he had to memorize the names of the colors to the feeling um because he had no idea you know what we called red looked like um but he said that once he began to uh dream in color uh is when he knew that his brain had fully integrated with the implant and now he would describe it as um, another sense and like it's it's he can he can um, feel color and uh, and on the reverse side of that he can uh, see sound in a way now where everything oh, that right. he everything that he hears is now associated with a specific color so these uh, yeah it's like some synesthesia type stuff yeah, yeah he Reverse sort of synesthesia yeah he sort of yeah. yeah he gave himself synesthesia basically with this uh, um with this antenna he's so like that's sort of the the basis of this cyborg art is the um is sort of the creation of these new senses so 
Uh, mm. Behind him are all of these uh, records that have these color bands around them, and he will listen to these records and and paint the colors that he feels. Um, he'll do it with uh, uh, with people's faces, where he will uh, paint portraits based on the colors that he hears from people's faces, um, or and will put uh, he'll pair them with like. Uh, the colors uh, and the sounds. Um, so uh, it's 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 a very you know cerebral uh, you know mm. tactile thing sort of. It, it kind of like brings me back to the synesthesia episode that we did, where we kind of talked about like oh what's like another sense that like we don't know about, and like this is something that you don't mm. think about often is the combination of two different senses. Yeah. Yeah, kind it's of mix matched. Yeah, to to make a um yeah, to make a a, a new one, you know, like mm. like you can't, you know, you can't hear how food tastes, <laughs> you mm. know. Yeah. But like yeah. but like he can close his eyes um and uh he actually he notes in his um all of the information I get is basically from either his TED Talk or from his wiki article, but um he notes in his TED Talk that um he can listen to uh, art galleries now that when he goes to an art gallery, it's like going to a concert at the same time. Um, and he says, surprisingly, something that's very enjoyable now are going to supermarkets. He described as like walking down the aisles is like being at a nightclub. Um, <laughs> and he um, he says he he dresses in ways that sound good and he eats food that 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 sounds good to eat um and he uh he says that people people can sound beautiful uh and look bad and vice versa um and he was he says they're like like uh, it's it's a very unique new way of experiencing people like uh, on this on this uh graph you say he, graph you see he says that um Nicole Kidman and Prince Charles um, he associates are have a very similar sound um, mm. for for uh, some reason. It makes you think like, oh. okay, maybe like the ugliest people in the whole world are actually the most beautiful in terms of like sound. Yeah, so don't judge a book by its cover, guys, because there's stuff we don't even know. Yeah, it is an interesting, um, an interesting new. Uh, and it, it, it's 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 incredibly interesting. It's it's one of those things where it's like I would like to maybe experience that for a day, but like yeah, I would, like I can he shut it off? That. No, mm. it's a, it's a new. It's like you can't shut off your hearing, or you know, like um, I, I'm surprised he didn't get sick of it, and like I, I'm surprised he didn't include an off button. I, I think I, I don't know. I think he he he. I mean, he he tested it a lot before he you know installed it into his brain, um, and I'm sure it's it's in a way that is like because I know that I uh, there's a lot of vibration kind of stuff that I that is really dis displeasing to me, um, mm-hmm. and and so like like that could get like uh, that would um, give me sort of like a headache that I wouldn't really like at all but you know obviously i mean he lives with every every day so he's fine with it i'm sure <laughs> you know yeah i guess at this point um yeah it's uh, uh interesting i think it's super interesting when he talks about like his favorite colors he really likes 
um reds and um so after about a year of having it he added infrared and ultraviolet to his spectrum as well so he can now sense colors that humans actually can't see um hmm. so he really likes the um the 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 infrareds the low red he says they feel very um warm uh and so like he when he when he dresses in ways that sound good if he's going to a, a party or some event he'll dress in like a major chord or if he's going to a funeral you know he'll dress in a minor chord mm. um <laughs> he's like he 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 before he would got into all this um all this uh uh cyborg stuff he was a trained musician his his degree that he got at college is in is in music um so he, he has a little experience in that yeah so he already is like you know a very musically thinking um person uh so uh eventually he founded the uh, cyborg foundation which is sort of like a uh um yeah kind of like a you know like a think tank sort of uh awareness kind of you know you know one of those you know is you know one of those organizations that people mm. start you know the type well it's like i don't know where they're like yeah we're doing new things here we're you know mm-hmm. we're doing stuff here right you know it's it's their company essentially him and his in his partner moon uh moon rebus um and so uh she actually has an implant in her feet that lets her feel uh that is attached to uh seismographs all around the world and she can feel so she can feel the earth moving in uh she can feel the earth moving in her feet and she says that it it uh it helps her feel a more direct connection to the world they they have a very interesting point of view where they say uh merging with technology will allow for a more direct connection to nature Mm. if you use technology as a tool you're aware of you that you're using the tool if you look at a bug you know under a under a magnifying glass you know that you're holding the magnifying glass by making technology part of the body in be- and allowing it to become a new sense second nature it allows you to experience nature more right um, because you you have a whole new sense that you're getting used to and yeah your when you're adapting to it when you're looking at something you don't mm. you don't you're not thinking i am looking through my eyes you know mm. you're just looking at it I almost feel like the same thing can be said with like playing an instrument. It's, it's I've heard very similar kind of like, like when, when I pick up like a guitar, for instance, like I don't feel like I'm using this tool. I feel like I, I can almost speak through it. Like it's almost like a second language in a weird yeah. way. You know, like at, you, mm. the stereotype of every like training bit in a movie where they're like, oh, the sword will be an extension of your yeah. arm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, another interesting point that they make is um, by using technology to change ourselves, we will no longer need to use technology to change the planet. An example ah. he points out is if everyone had night vision, we wouldn't need lights. We wouldn't need 
any of we wouldn't need any of the infrastructure needed to put lights in our cars on the roads in our houses anywhere we wouldn't need to we wouldn't need to generate power for that if we could regulate our own body temperature by raising or lowering it we wouldn't need ac or heating anywhere if we could fly we wouldn't need planes yeah i mean yeah like like that's essentially the point but like it's Mm. it's 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 the more you know realistic achievable things that could that could take some of the strain off of off of the burden that they put on the planet you know Mm, um they do talk about um how they're like some people are 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 scared of of being less human you know if you're a cyborg you're less human that's a lot of the themes that 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 cyborg talk the dc character cyborg talks about in his comics and stuff is like is he human is he a computer what is he anymore um but neil talks about how well uh while he doesn't deny that they are becoming less human he merely points out that less human does not necessarily equal a bad thing um our human lives are made up of and surrounded by things constantly that are not human um my point against this is he doesn't really touch on the nuances of what does it mean to be less human though it almost feels like a like a ship of theseus kind of thing like i almost feel like if you're already 100 percent human and then you add a cyborg element like you're not taking away 10 percent of your humanity you're adding an extra 10 percent, so you'd be 110 percent of a whole i don't know it just doesn't seem like you're taking away anything just you're just adding something yeah well it's a i mean like in his case no but like in the case of what you know you replace your arm you know to get right. a, to get like a, a legitimate a, chip of theseus yeah yeah but it's it, it's uh, my point is i'm more worried about like he talks about his point is we surround ourselves by things that are not human um exactly we surround our things that are not human we don't surround our things that are uh, of things that are less human. There is nothing really that, you know, things are human or not. You know, there isn't right. really, there mm-hmm. isn't really current. So I think that's where the, I think he kind of ignored the, the, the actual fear that people bring up when they talk about it is like, he doesn't, you know, it's like, yeah, but you're creating a new thing. You're creating this mm-hmm. in between. Um, a splicer. <laughs> yeah, basically, you know, I mean, and it's, and it's like, it's, 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 you know, that trope has been explored in every sci-fi thing ever, you know, it's like 90% mm. of like, you know, cyberpunk, uh, stuff. Is I think, like, I think before we like move past this segment, mm-hmm. um, have, I think we might well, have talked about this Well, we're going to, we're going to get back to the more philosophical stuff. Okay. Uh, um, after we, after we, I just have like some more listy stuff and then, and then cool, we'll talk cool. more about the, um, the philosophical stuff all right i'll put a mental note okay yeah yeah, yeah. so put so, a pin in that one we'll yeah, circle yeah. back oh yeah, yeah we're gonna we're gonna i i don't know enough office jargon um <laughs> so uh as per my last email yeah there we go uh, it's a scorcher today <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh how are the kids um so <laughs> These are two Real different water cooler talk. <laughs> <laughs> this would be some interesting water cooler talk actually. These uh these two different paintings. Um so 
Uh, Neil talks about how he likes to display, he does different, you know, galleries of his various works and stuff. Um, and he likes to display this one. Uh, these are paintings of two very famous speeches. Um, and he, uh, will put the names of the speakers, but he won't label which speaker, um, is which painting. One of them is Martin Luther King, and one of them is Adolf Hitler. Um, for our audio listeners, one painting has a lot of warm colors, a lot of greens and oranges and yellows, um, and the other painting has a lot of the cooler colors. Still a lot of red and pink, but a lot of blues and teals and purples. Um, mm. And so... Um, so which uh, which painting uh, do you think is which? Um, so so I'm 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 gonna go against the grain and go against the one that like my lot my you know logical brain wants to say you know MLK on the left Hitler on the right but I'm gonna flip those and say it's the opposite and that MLK is on the right and Hitler is on the left. Mm-hmm. Okay, but Hitler I'm gonna, has I'm gonna... a lot of like volume changes and like the screaming and down you know. Yeah, so. I'm just just to spite Brent. I'm gonna go opposite. Mm. Okay, yeah. Brent, and go with the go with the what you would think. It would uh, be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I so I think I think you know obviously, um, I mean maybe not obviously. I think if you're thinking like an like an everyday person, not obviously. I think if you're thinking you know like a critical artist, you'd be thinking like, why is this? you know an art exhibit what what is the point of not labeling them but the 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 quote-unquote darker looking one the one on the right is mlk and the brighter looking one is uh is uh is hitler okay brent okay brent i see you yeah, you maybe Brent was using a little bit of his audio engineering to know that the <laughs> uh, the 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 high di- frequency difference in the colors. Yeah, 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 and like yeah, because my my thought process was knowing that you know different pitches equal different colors for this guy. That Hitler's speeches, not that I'm like you know an expert on Hitler's speeches, <laughs> but the ones I have seen is a lot of like intense you know dynamic changes. Whereas I feel like, you know, Martin Luther King, while also dynamic, has, like, a very kind of, like, a cadence that's, like, very sort of specific, whereas Hitler's more, like, kind of sporadic and a little less predictable, I would say, in his, like, big jumps and changes and dynamics and, like, you know, pitches and stuff, whereas, like, Martin Luther King almost, like, there's, like, almost, like, a, there's almost a musical quality to his where it's, like, smooth and there's like um I, I, there's almost like pitch to it so like the fact that it's more consistent the one on the right makes sense to me for MLK because there's like such a musicality to it whereas kind of Hitler is kind of just like all over the place you know yeah so the fact that there's so much variation in the color and it kind of jumps around a lot kind of that tracks for me just thinking of it trying to put myself in that mind space of like the, each thing this person's saying is, you know, or is going to have, you know, different colors based on, like, pitches and stuff, you know, that's kind of where mm-hmm. I was coming from on that one. Yeah. I like it. I like the analysis. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, think, I think, yeah, I think that mm-hmm. makes a lot of sense. Something that I think is interesting around the um, the one on the right is, like, the, I don't know how well you guys can see it, but there's, like, a, uh, 
an edge of like just lime green yellow, yellowish yeah. yeah 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 i would um i don't actually know if it's if it's if like moving in is the um is going towards the end of the speech or if the center is the start and the moving edge out is, yeah mm. i mean i don't know but that's interesting that uh-huh. like like the end slash beginning is a very different because yeah, that color is very distinct from the rest of it. Like it's it stands out like a sore thumb mm. compared to the rest of that. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So he's got a. Um, so if people are interested in uh, in uh, Neil Neil Harbison is his name, and and uh, uh, he other. Um, so uh, we'll just quick go through some other uh, sort of uh, cyborg art uh, stuff. So. Um, him and Moon have a uh, sort of a Bluetooth tooth. Um, so they are have a tooth that is connected to each other, um, and they both know Morse code, so they can communicate with each other through their teeth um, by like by like biting, clicking, chattering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A Bluetooth tooth. <laughs> yeah, that's literally what they call it. They call it the Bluetooth a literal Bluetooth. Um, but what this picture is is Neil's next project, which he's called the Solar Crown. Um, this is obviously not, you know, installed onto him yet, but the idea behind it is um, that uh, he will have a point of heat around his head that will be tied, excuse me, that will be tied to the uh, solar time in, uh, in London. Um, so noon will be, you know, right in the center of his forehead and it'll move around as time turns. And eventually he wants to, uh, he wants to wear it and get used to it and then, um, start to slow down or speed up the movement of the heat on his head to try to see if he can create, uh, temporal illusions, just like how you would, you know, create, an auditory or an optical illusion, uh, you know, for your other senses. Um, he wants to create a new sense and then create an illusion for this new sense, um, mm. which I think is um, is is uh, really uh, really interesting. Um, so it makes totally. no sense. <laughs> yeah, and also and also it looks like uh, this one's for Bobby. It looks like he, this guy shops at uh, Damn Flashes because those patterns are just so complicated. And that's how you know the shirt is good. Yeah, is that how complicated the patterns are? It must be a happy. It must be a happy day for him. So complicated. I mean, that shirt must feel crazy to wear. I guess. Oh yeah. Yeah. How did they uh, print just think it? Of this one shirt. They got this one shirt. It's like a thousand dollars because the, comp- the p- pattern's so complicated. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, it's an inside joke, Jack. It's an inside joke. Just watch the link I sent you, I'll and watch, you'll be on I'll, your way. I'll watch. I got a lot of stuff to watch. I finished Chernobyl finally. Ah. Uh, by the way, oh wow, really? Which was um, I watched. It's so funny. Like I watched all of Chernobyl except for the last episode. I still have to watch the last episode. Oh, the last episode's really good, dude. I wa- yeah, I okay, gotta finish it. I watched all of Chernobyl and then I immediately watched the entire show two more times through. Uh, wow, it's so wow. good, dude. That's I how good just, it was. I just can't believe that it was real and that it in that. It's just insane. Also, I don't know. The writing is really good. It's just so enjoyable. It's mm. a very good show. A lot of, 
Yeah, a lot of great performances in there. Uh, go listen to our Chernobyl. Episode. I was going to say yeah, the same thing. Yeah. Already, it has it's a fun the episode. least Check it out. spectacular helicopter crash on film ever. Oh yeah, yeah, that part is that part's so good, crazy. so good. Um, so yeah, okay. So back to cyborgs. Um, so I'll just go through a quick list of cyborg art uh, stuff before we open it up to um, to just talk about whatever. Um, mm. This is uh, men Menel Men M A N E L. I don't know if that is Manuel and spelt differently or if it is Menel. But Mano de Aguas, yeah. a Catalan photographer who developed fins that allow him to perceive atmospheric pressure, humidity, and temperature through a couple of implants at each side of his head. And so here is him with those fins. Uh, they are definitely a uh, fashion statement. Um, this one has a little bit of blood. It's kind of extreme-ish. Not too bad. Uh, this is Joe Deckney, uh, an artist who has developed and installed a radar system uh, attached to his head. Um, this angle makes it look a lot worse than it than it actually is. There, uh, there. I mean, the implants are implanted into his head, um, but these metal clamps are are just um, like. A big loop around his ear from the side it doesn't it doesn't look as 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 bad as it is those lower bits are screwed into like a big gauge hole that he has in his lobe but then the tops connect above his ears and it just like circles around his ears um but uh yeah he has a radar system uh two implants into his cheekbones that uh so all of all of these the 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 similarity is that they're all developing new um new senses they they specifically like the cyborg foundation and and neil specifically talk about the development of new senses um this is power aren't any that are just like useless um you know like just like a like, I don't know, dude. What it like? I don't know. Like a plate on your hand. Like I got a plate arm, and I can eat off of it. You know. I don't know. <laughs> it's like a rejected Mega Man villain. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think. I mean, I think the idea is that's why. Like the idea of senses automatically sort of puts them at a, uh, you know, a, a default level of usefulness. I guess. <laughs> um, this next one is Pow Pratt's. Uh, he has cre he created a system that allows him to feel ultraviolet rays that reach his skin. Um, this is Alex Garcia. Uh, he has a sensor installed in his chest. He's that like allows, Tony Stark. Yeah. Um, this allows him to feel the air quality levels around him. Um, and in my head, I'm like, dang, dude what is that attached to his lungs but no it just probably vibrates his sternum <laughs> like why if, <laughs> why, <laughs> why is he really little and sitting on a piece of graph paper <laughs> okay now, now that you say that he does he does like he does look like a little boy <laughs> on, a, on a piece of graph paper baby yeah, yeah. Um, and this last one is Kai Landra and he is a musician developing two implants to hear the sound of particles affected by the collision of cosmic rays. Um, and so that's uh, all of my notes that I have. Um, Dang. 
But yeah, um, so Bobby, you had a, a pin in your uh, philosophical oh. uh, uh, thoughts here. We'll go back to... Um, yeah. To, yeah, uh, so what I was thinking is... Uh, th- I don't know if you guys have ever seen the movie Bicentennial Man. Bicentennial Man? Um, yeah, Bicentennial Man. I- <laughs> Bicentennial Man? Bicycle no, you're so, right. I love bicycle antenna man. You like? Do you like? Do you like buy antennas, man? <laughs> no, um, bicentennial. This guy man? Buy, buys antennas. Yeah, bicentennial yeah. man. Um, Rob, starring Robin Williams. Um, That's the one. That movie is the first thing that came to mind with with this topic because he starts off as a robot and then he slowly starts replacing his robotics with organs, like synthetic organs. And so the question in the movie is kind of like, at what point does he become human? You know, like... Classic ship of Theseus. Exactly. Like, when in the movie is he actually human? And then when he dies at the end, spoiler alert, uh, he's on his deathbed and they the government officially declares him a human because he's 100% a human at that point. Um, except for his brain. That's the only thing that isn't. Dude, man, I just looked it up. Robot Robin Williams looks so weird. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. It is a good movie. If you haven't seen it, it's a little long, but it's it's a good movie. And it, it made me think about like the whole question of what makes someone human. Um, and so like if you kept replacing like one body part at a time, when would they become not human? Um, and and what's interesting about Bicentennial Man is like it's kind of the opposite of that it's it's like you know does he ever become human because he started off as a robot so there's not like that default humanity in him um, I don't know yeah, it's it, interesting it is interesting it just made me think about that because I don't know like would we ever stop calling this guy a human like at what point does it like start? Uh, to get he's into this the- dude. He's legally a cyborg, um, but I mean a cyborg. I think by definition is a human. No, I think it's real hard. I think it's real hard to 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 stop being a human. I think you'd have to start messing with your brain and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, well, I guess my curiosity, what where my mind is taking me with this one is, you know, if we get to the point where people start, you know. It become being able to become you know more cyborg than human or whatever will that sort of like change sort of the nature of somebody like as you become less and less like physically human if you're like replacing you know body parts with you know cybernetics or what have you will that change your sort of like view of the world you know I guess the the most comparable thing I could think of would be like, you know, what we see happen with like the billionaire class or whatever, you know, you know, some people like, you know, they start out from like a normal place and can relate to normal people or maybe not even just billionaires, but you know, when people who become rich or famous or whatever, sort of like lose like a tether to reality because they become sort of like insulated in this new world of like wealth and fame and privilege and kind of lose touch with like, the re- reality that the rest of us live in so i kind of wonder like if we go down this road of cybernetics well could we see like a similar thing happen with people who become you know more than human become more cyborg than human what well, could we see like a similar sort of like mental trage- 
trajectory where you know you be like well you know i i can live you know 100 years longer than these other people because my organs have been replaced with like these like synthetic ones that run better than the human body can run you know like oh and they so they live they matter less than me yeah that's that's kind of like where i my mind kind of goes with it like would we see that sort of like mental shift like we see with like brent when someone goes from like being normal to you know rich and you know Mm -hmm. in just a different class you know if you ever get a uh a new a new uh gaming computer or a ps5 Mm -hmm. you gotta play Mm -hmm. you gotta play cyberpunk because that is like oh i want to i I refuse to play it until i have a ps5 because i'm like i'm not gonna touch this thing on the ps4 those um yeah because like those those uh uh like those themes are all like are all explored like the rich and powerful get like get the good cybernetics and and like a lot of people who get cybernetics will um can become prey to uh uh, cyber psychosis where they start to Mm. relate more to machines than people and then they go crazy um and then they have to be um put down and stuff but i mean it's so interesting because there's also a uh, a tabletop rpg brent (laughs) Oh yeah, I'm I'm totally familiar. Believe me. <laughs> I just I think it's interesting because like rich people, like you just said, Jack, would be most likely the first to get these cybernetics. So there's already a detachment. If you are, you know, mm-hmm. if, if does that just increase sort of like the gap between the haves and have-nots? Yes. At that point, I think know? we've we've talked about this before. I think in in we've talked about like biohacking and stuff where it's like sure yeah where yeah. where it's like we want we're cool we want it to be you know brought down to the to the uh, you know the garage level you know because that's mm-hmm. where you know that's where th- uh, you know the the things thrive you know at the hobbyist level basically um and like there are these you know big big biohacking wants to stop um you know these guys who are like just doing it and i think like people like this you know it you know, it kind of has that air of, of, um, you know, that fine art elitism, but like, Mm. you know, is that, you know, I would have to look more into this guy per, you know, from what I've seen, he seems very genuine about, about his messages and stuff. Oh, sure. And I, and, and it seems more like, more like the world on the outside is putting this, is, is putting this and he's just an eccentric guy and the world is, you know, obsessed with him kind of. Oh, totally. Yeah, and I don't necessarily uh, feel like what I was saying necessarily applies to like these artists and stuff. No, yeah, yeah, I was yeah, more yeah. like extrapolating sure. out like if we go from here and it evolves into yeah. more than just sort of like these artistic expressions, it goes into actually like I'm making myself more than human, better than human, you know, does that fundamentally change mm. the nature of a person and from the the mental standpoint, you know, do yeah. you then change it, your outlook on the world, you know? I think it, I think it will for sure. I, I mean, right now we have to understand too. There's like we're living in a world where people do have like cybernetic enhancements. Like uh, I, one of my best friends growing up had a cochlear implant uh, because he was deaf, and so he had this, you know, implant inside of his brain that yeah. allowed him to hear. And it's like, you know, it, technically he, if by definition, was a cyborg. Yeah. I mean, so, uh, sure. I mean, if this guy, yeah. if this guy can get defined as a legal cyborg with this, I wonder what, like, for sh- a cochlear implant for sure would have to fit under the same definition, would it not? 
I'm I'm gonna look it up. That's I'm curious. I mean, it's sort of machine in, in integrating with the, the organic, so I I'm feel like it, yeah. I'm starting yeah, to th- right. I mean, I mean he kind of has to. He's right? definitely not the first part machine part man. Um, mm. I yeah, feel they're like technically cyborgs. He's definitely the first person to care enough to seek out the legal definition of it to be classified and as it's it. Definitely an extremely unique uh, way that he is, you know, sort of made himself cyborg here i mean yeah i feel i mean with the other situations it's you know like cochlear implants are like a pretty well established thing at this point uh weird you know sensor camera things embedded to your skull not as much so yeah i um, mean if you that one is not quite taken off it's interesting because if you look at it you know if you're gonna you know bare bones surface level explain them it's like yeah they are both devices installed into your skull that vibrate to give that are going to give a person who was born or through some accident lost this sense uh they're going to get it back um and and it's like oh yeah those are the and it's like oh yeah one and you'd be like oh one is a cochlear implant okay yeah one is a is a brainstem antenna that lets you sense color and sense it as vibrations in your skull you're like oh now you've lost me and it's like but at the base at the base level if you boil it down they're essentially the same thing now, what about like if you got a metal kneecap? Like, is that like that's just? I think I think that is like, I think that is specifically a difference. I think because I think, it's not technology. Well, if you it's not, look at it, I mean, even if you're gonna look go back to the 1960s uh, cyborg definition, they do specifically say augmenting. Um. And so, like, it would, you know, is, is are medical replacements like that an augmentation, or is it, a re, you know, is a replacement an augmentation? You know, I feel like it has to have some kind of purpose to it, like some kind of use, because like earrings aren't like they're part of your body yeah. after you get it pierced. Yeah. But like, I mean, I guess my point is, does augmentation automatically imply improvement? It's, yeah, sure, okay, interesting. Well, then a cochlear implant is not one then because you're just you're just making up for something that you lost. Yeah, you're not you're not you don't have better hearing than anybody else if you have a a cochlear implant. You could you could set it so you could you could have a you could have you could have a higher range and always have. I mean, I mean, technically, it is an augmentation. It's an artificial ear that is never going to deteriorate. You know, I mean, then the knee is then is that not the same thing Mm -hmm. as the knee? But I guess the artificial ear is more is more is is more easy because you could like i don't know the, like the the knee you're not gonna get superman knees whereas the ear you could hear you could hear new frequencies that normally a human ear couldn't pick up i guess yeah that's a, that it's this is a tricky one i really don't know where to kind of like draw the line on it like where what yeah the three leading mind the three leading cybernetic th- Ethic, mo- ethical. Sorry, sorry we're stumped, minds. guys. We, can't, <laughs> we can't, couldn't figure it out for you. We're stumped on this one. Sorry. This might just be one of those things where, like, we're humans and we, we're trying to make sense of something that doesn't have sense. Like, yeah, I don't know, dude. Trying to like ba- born, draw a circle around us, and it's like it's one of those things where it's like if you're born, you're a human. I guess I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, whatever you do afterwards doesn't really. I don't. Th- I don't see how that 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 wouldn't change it. I guess. To me. So would this? I have a question. Would this make like Tony Stark a cyborg? Because he has a heart that is protected. I guess technically, yeah. The 
but but it's not really enhancing anything. It's just protecting him from dying. Okay, so I like, guess I guess okay by our technical nerd shit definition, <laughs> right? <laughs> but so movies. What it, what, it, what, it, what does he replace his heart in the second one? In the first one, he's not a first cyborg. One. When he replaces his heart, he gets your he remember. So originally, it's 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 powering a magnet that's keeping the shrapnel out of his heart. Right, and then he gets the shrapnel and then he gets out. the shrapnel removed, but he still has that thing that he still has it. Oh no, he doesn't. <laughs> Yeah, he doesn't. He just ha- he puts it on his chest. It just like oh my god, I remember? Chest. Yeah, because in Endgame he takes it off and he's just got smooth chest. Man, no, he, Tony Stark's got the best surgeons. That dude had a gaping hole in his chest for years. <laughs> and it's just gone. <laughs> and then they just no scar, no scar. No scar. Dude. I mean, I'm not surprised, but like, um, uh, I don't know. I guess, I guess, yeah. I mean, I guess, yeah. Then I guess before he gets it out, I would say that's that's you know. That is, I don't know. It's cybernetics. It's cybernetics. He's a cyborg. I think mm. if it's cybernetics, you're a cyborg. I'm gonna go with that. But, but you have to. It has to be part of your body, though, right? Because like, if you have a prosthetic leg, that's not a cyborg because you can take it off. Yes, I would say yeah. I would say yeah. It has to integrate into the organic, like fully integrate. I guess yeah. So maybe that can help sort of distinguish a little bit more. But I mean, I mean, there's still some gray there. But you know. Yeah, next I mean, time on defining a cyborg. Uh, yeah, cyberlink would cyber cyberlink cyberlink neuralink neuralink for sure would classify. I mean Xfinity. As, yeah, Xfinity. Oh, yeah, yeah. Comcast. Um, these for sure would classify as uh, as a cyborg. Then, right, dude. There's definitely going to be this weird thing in the future where like there's like going to be a class struggle or like a racial struggle with Whoa. like whatever provider you have. You know what I mean? Profit Bobby, like, there's going to be a class or race struggle in the future. Well, oh uh, yeah, but like, you know what I mean? Like, well, well, okay, right? So you walk up and you're like, oh, I'm a Do you cyborg. you think it's going to be a race struggle with your provider? Well, it would become like the new... Oh, you mean like, like you think that you think that cybernetic companies are going to sell like DRM? In yeah, like you'd be a T-Mobile guy. And you're going to be like, I don't own my own body anymore. Yeah, Take like I'd walk around, and I'd be like, I gotta buy new ads. I gotta buy. Mm. I got new eyes. Every time I open up my eyes, I gotta see ads. And then you'd be like, we, <laughs> we'd be like, we. Every time I wake up, I see ads for twenty seconds. Well, it's like you walk into a Sprint coffee shop, and everyone looks at you, and they're like, "You're you don't belong here. You're a you're Verizon." Dang, why are you obsessed like, with these with these gang wars with these turf? Wars? I don't know, dude. It just reminds me of like Pokemon Go when it was like also team it would be it would be Apple, it would be Amazon, it wouldn't be oh, Ver- yeah. it wouldn't be Verizon. And <laughs> <laughs> listen, the only polls I care about is Pokemon going to the polls. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, I did another. I did it. I did another one of those. I did another one of those jokes. It was something else. Pokemon go Biden. to the polls. You know that I think jo- that's single-handedly why she lost the election. <laughs> Did you know the Joe Biden team had an official Animal Crossing island that was like Joe's Island? <laughs> yeah, you could go and visit. That was a- yeah. Oh, I heard about wow. that. I didn't. I didn't visit it. I should have. I should have. But I didn't. Um, yeah. Come on. Come on, Joe. JoJo's Circus. Hey, Jack. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> oh, something I forgot to say. Moon. She does like mm-hmm. she's a dancer, so she'll do live performances where she will dance based on you know the earthquakes, the the movement of the earth, what she feels. 
Um, oh. So if there's no uh, if there's no earthquakes, if there's if there's if there's no, you just get a bum show. You just pay for the ticket. And you get a sh- you get a bad show. <laughs> like that's just literally there. they literally said that. They said if there's no earthquakes, <laughs> she does not move. Mm-hmm. See, that's why you got to go to Hawaii. They've you've got ancient Bro, dances based on the takes, earthquakes. Okay, that takes guts to be like, I'm gonna go out in this theater full of you know, even a hundred people. A hundred people is not a big theater, right? But like, uh, like uh, even a hundred people, a hundred people who paid. Imagine you go out there and you're like, if nothing happens, I'm gonna stand out there for 20 minutes. And they and these guys paid for a ticket, and I'm just gonna stand there <laughs> silently because I have I have seismographs in my feet, and they didn't feel anything. Oh my and God. these guys paid me to stand there. Well, if you want the genuineness of it, I guess. And then you, you say, to, like, maybe, take it or leave it. Maybe as a paying customer, you sit there and you go, wow, the earth is still. Oh, wow, the earth is still. Mm. You appreciate the stillness. Mm. The earth is still tonight. The earth, you go every the, night. The, the earth stillness is still tonight. is a tonight. fucking vibe. The earth, the earth Brent, is doesn't, this girl, doesn't this girl give you some v- major viv energy? She's got some viv energy. I mean, I don't know if it's just the haircut. She uh, does look like I've met her. Like I've met her. Ha- yeah. Like you guys have met her. Like everyone's met her. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, we all know. Yeah. Like you guys have met her and been like, okay, yeah, interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, now we never explained the bowl cut. Was there ever like a reason for their bowl cuts? Or I don't know. It's, it's just probably something they do. Probably makes oil changes easier. Um, Maybe it sounds good. <laughs> Oil changes. <laughs> yeah, maybe he likes. Maybe he looks at himself and just like crosses be- in the mirror. Like he looks at himself in the mirror and he crosses between the line to like get the two different tones. Mm-hmm. And he likes. I don't know. Maybe he just likes it. I got dumb. <laughs> I got dumb long hair. <laughs> Your uh, hair looks a piece. If I wanted now. to, you know, I can make my hair more like his. You know. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Whoa, Brent! What? <laughs> you look like a beetle. <laughs> like can I do that. A beatle. Yeah. No, my hair's too curly and crazy. Oh, my hair has too much volume and personality. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) All right. Well, guys, I think think we should wrap it up because that was a really nice, tight episode. When we were talking about the Cyberpunk tabletop game, it reminded me of Mm. there's a, there's an Avatar, the last Airbender tabletop game coming out. There's a Kickstarter Nuh-uh, really? for it, Bobby, and I, you're probably going to want it. Interesting. Oh, my um, God. I'm looking it up right now. It has... It has... You it, You can be freaking... It, you can be... It has scenarios for Avatar Roku's time, Avatar Aang's time, and Avatar Korra's time. Dude. You can be a bender, a non-bender, bro. You can be whatever. It's, it, looks, it, it looks dope. It looks dope. Wait, this looks sick. Yeah, it like the Kickstarter. Wait, opened. they have five million dollars pledged out of a fifty thousand dollar goal. Yeah, they they they. I think I saw that they reached their goal in like sixteen minutes or something. Wow. Yeah, but it looks really cool, and Crazy. I want to get it. Um, yeah, I do too. Let's let's get it and let's play it. Yeah, dude. Uh, do a good old fashioned brain boggled hangout. Oh my god, that'd Delta be so funny. It would be so okay, funny bro. if we. If like one of us DM'd it and Brent played the tabletop avatar game, not knowing Avatar at all, <laughs> and Brent was like, "Can I do a?" Listen, I famously only I famously only know the M Night Shyamalan movie. So can I do a? Can I do a? Can I do a? a, a can I do a water bending? Uh, <laughs> they just cast the uh, they cast the cast for the live action. I know they look good. Uh, I saw yeah, that the other day. I don't. I Aang, seen, Aang especially. I haven't seen anything that any of them have been in, but you know, it's a good-looking cast. So. That's what I want, though. I don't want anyone that I know. It ruins uh, everything. 
Uh, I found yeah. out Justin Long was in Planet 51 last night. It ruined the whole movie for me. I don't know who or what <laughs> that is. Nor should you. If you did, I'd be surprised. <laughs> Brainbogglepodcast.com has all of our stuff that you need. Mm-hmm. Um, do we have any new mm-hmm. reviews? Uh, did we read the Olivia Rodrigo one already on the show? We did. I mean, we didn't read it, but we did mention it last episode, so I think that's the only one if other you than someone read who told it, us that we... Go read it when We you have read too many it. tangents. Okay, good. I want to read it. I want to read it. It says, I've been listening to Good For You by Olivia Rodrigo for the last three weeks nonstop that I decided to take a break and search up a random podcast, and I just came across these guys, and I've been binging them nonstop. Nice. And, uh... Five stars. So, and and it's titled "Angels Singing in My Ears." So I don't know. I'm not sure if she's talking about <laughs> Olivia Rodrigo or us, but you know, or same both. thing. Maybe or both. both. Maybe know? both. Mm. I got my driver's license last year. I didn't have never heard that <laughs> song. Um, yeah, it's the only one I've heard. Well, actually, I heard the first song from the Before album Sour because I felt like I had to listen because I was like, "All right, what is everyone talking about with this Olivia Rodrigo gal?" Who's this? Oh, who's this young Olivia Rodrigo whip 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 lass? Who's this Who's this lass? Who's this Olivia Rodrigo lass? Um, uh, all right. Well, yeah. Did we do the plugs? I can't remember. Yeah, we, we just did. said go to the website. If you go to the website, all the stuff is there. Everything is there. You can go on your phone right now. You can find our Instagram and all that stuff. You can support us on Patreon. I want to play Cyberpunk now. <laughs> <laughs> I want right. to get a PS5 so I can play it. But oh, Brent, oh, someday, man. some like four years from now, they'll have PS5s again, mm-hmm. and then Dude. they'll be releasing the PS6. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> as long as uh, I get one in time for you know God of War sequel. Mm. It's all mm. that matters. Oh God! <laughs> but uh, okay, bye. Yeah, bye, guys. Oh yeah, the horizon. Uh, see you guys next time.